are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. Where did we leave off? Ah, yes. Our group assembled in Towngrove in order to set out for the mining town of Copperblade. Due to a late arrival and a delayed start, they were forced to make camp halfway through the journey. As night fell, our party broke into watches and most of them went to bed. As the night went on, Hamir's watch was disturbed as he heard a noise from the supplies. Inside. I can't wake up! I can't wake up! Save, Save me! me from it is now time for ASMR Squishy Toys. Oh, yeah. It's just silent. Yeah, it's like, it's just going. <laughs> it's rubbing. Gotta get some snaps in there, yeah. And welcome back to episode two, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That could be the Jacob, are we recording now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode two. Woo! Yeah. It is time for us to proceed with our adventure. As we established at the end of the last episode, Hamir was taking the fourth watch of the night, and a crate had just tumbled out of the wagon and shattered on the ground. Hamir, what do you do? I'm going to hop up, and my chains are going to like loosen up around my arm a bit. And then I'll wake the others up, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. So as you move, well, let me let me, let me just give you a little sense of the scope of things here. We're going to go to the map. Oh, wait, hold on. That's uh, the wrong map. That's not where we are. That's we the have right train map. tracks. Oh, I thought I wasn't camp. looking. Can I see that again? <laughs> no. Chugga, 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 chugga. Why? I don't understand. I lost I'm a train. train oh, wait. I know what's going on. I like, I like trains. trains. There. Okay. Dolvin yes, was invisible, yes, so he couldn't see okay. anything. Gotcha. Aww. All right. So I hear the noise, and I'm going to loosen up those chains a bit, and I'm going to start moving towards the box to loosen see what happens. what tent? It doesn't matter. It does matter. All right. It does not. It does. So I'm going to say, just for the sake of brevity, it would take one move action to get up to those boxes. As you're walking over, you're kind of hearing like rummaging around noises in the wagon and something like thuds on the ground outside of your sight behind the crates. Are you going to walk all the way up or do you want to kind of start halfway? moving up and it sounds kind of like an animal. So I think I'm trying to think I might just like stomp my foot and yell, Hey, like to try and just scare it off. I think that sounds good. So yeah, Hey, just going to start walking towards it. His chain's ready if he needs it. They're just going to kind of jump forward a bit towards the noise and just yell, hey, to try and like scare the, what I, thinking it's an a little animal, okay. just to try and make it scare and run away. So you do that and you're like, you stomp and yell, hey, and then like the scuffling kind of stops. And then there's just like this low, like. Okay. Also noise. hoping that the hay woke up the others in case there's trouble. <laughs> hmm. Perception checks. We're unconscious, so it's a perception check with a minus four. That's correct. So well, speaking to you, Mike. There. I was hoping Jordy gets a 20. That's with a minus four? Yeah. 
Nice. I have plus five. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot what... My... Wait, did you say one or 20? I said 20. That's what I thought you said. I have a plus five, so with a minus four, it's a plus one. Rolling like you did in the replay. <laughs> 15. Abby? Oh. I stole Abby. Abby? A- Abby rolled a, a four. Oh, with a minus four, or is that without the, final? the minus four? <laughs> four on the die, man. Oh. What's your perception bonus? Plus four. <laughs> so a four. Is that with or without the minus four? Without. And petite. Uh, it would be eighteen with all the math done. So the three of you wake up. <laughs> Neros is just out. She's out, man. So we're going to go ahead at this point and roll initiative. Except those of you who have who are rolling to wake up, that's your initiative roll because it's the same thing. So you're essentially you're rolling initiative with a minus four because in this system we use perception to roll initiative. As a base. Yes. We can use other things so if it would work. Neros is still asleep. Natural <laughs> 20 on mine. Nice. Uh, so I got a 26. Woo! Yeah, I got a natural 20, so 26 on initiative for Hamir. 26 for Hamir. The fear has... Um, Neros is going to be at a four. <clears throat> if something happens that would certainly wake her up before that happens, then she can be awake on her turn. Okay. Um, Zephyr? 11. And let's see. Uver, you said 20 was your total? That is correct. It was a 19 on the die. And where did... Oh, there's Alward. Alward got a 15. Thank you. I forgot Alward has his own tent on the map off by itself. Where? Over there. <laughs> so on the, on the south side of nothing. the camp is where all the hired hands are sleeping, and Alward is over on the north side with the important people. Am I? Oh, I didn't know if I was in the way. So they're about, what, I mean, 30 are, feet away from fine. each other? Just the workers in Alward's camp? Uh, or is yeah, that a lot more just than about. <laughs> Um Yeah, it's like 50 feet across the oh, camp. Oh, wow. Okay. They've got space. <laughs> in a the final All right. I don't want to be near anybody. All right, so we're going to start off with Hamir at the top of the round with your natural 20 on the initiative. What you know is you heard the crate smash. You heard some snuffling. You walked up and tried to intimidate, and you just kind of heard a low growl, and that's where your turn begins. Oh, yeah, and I didn't get any closer than that. I would assume I was assuming you didn't want to get much closer before you did the stomp and yell. No, I was trying to get close in okay. doing the stomp and like I was trying um, to jump around the boxes as I stomp oh, and yell. Oh, in that like, case, that way I might see it and oh, jump, yeah. stomp and yell. Yeah, you can jump oh. and stomp yell here, and you'll definitely see what appears to be a ragged kind of scraggly patches of fur missing Wolverine. Oh, well, that's not fun. It's kind of snuffling around through the food crates. And as you jump around and yell at it, it just kind of looks at you and just kind of hunkers down and starts growling. Okay. Uh, I think with my first action, I'm going to invoke a class ability that I have. Exploit vulnerability. As I am a thaumaturge, I'm going to reach out uh, and use some esoterica on my person to attempt to create a weakness in this creature. To do so, I will need to make an esoteric lore check against the creature's standard DC of its level. Yes, and I've got that DC ready for All you. Alright. I'll go over to esoteric lore. I have a plus six to my esoterica. With a two on the die, is an eight. 
An eight. That will be a regular failure. A regular failure, so I can... So we'll pause here while Sam's looking that up. For the audience, if you haven't played Pathfinder 2nd Edition before, we do use degrees of success, which are normal failures, normal successes, but if you exceed or fail the DC that you're rolling by more or less than 10, you can get a critical success or a critical failure. Because this is all baked into the system, there's a lot of abilities that have special things that happen on critical successes and critical failures. So since Sam just got a regular failure, he probably has some abilities that still occur. I do. So if this creature had a weakness already, I would need a successor higher to act it to like proc that with any of my attacks. But since it's a failure or higher, I can uh, do my personal antithesis and make it have a weakness to my attacks equal to my level, two plus half my level. So with all this uh, esoterica and personal antithesis, Sam, what is Hamir? Oh, Hamir's class is the Thaumaturge class. Um, So the Thaumaturges are a one-handed martial build who have a special implement at their possession. Um, In this case, looking at Hamir, he's got chains wrapped around one of his arms as being red his chains are readied as a weapon and in his left hand he's holding his chalice which is now a pale fog has started flowing out of the uh, pale green water in my chalice as I'm holding it up and I'm dropping in some like pines little pine needles into the chalice as to create and like dipping my chains in it quickly to create a personal weakness to myself. Gotcha. So with that first uh, first action done, you've established a personal antithesis against this Wolverine. You've got two actions left. Uh, is is it within 10 feet of me? Uh, it is 15 feet away after you jumped around that box. You're going to make me use another action just to take a high step forward? Yes. That's so rude. The Wolverine uh, chose the fighting ground. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a five-step foot step forward. And then with my chain, it's got it's got 10 feet reach. So I'm going to whip my chain at it with an attack roll. Okay. I rolled a two again. Oh, oh my god! So that's an eight. Death will happen, folks. And that is my Death turn. Death will happen. And that'll be a miss. So I used up my three actions, one to use my personal antithesis, one to step forward, and one to attack. And that is the end of my turn. Gotcha. And that rolls to Uver with his fine, keenly tuned dwarvish senses, and he hears someone stomping and yelling, hey, outside. Uver is going to jolt out of sleep and kind of just, like, hazy, like, what's going on? and lean outside the tent and I have a direct line of sight to what's happening over there. I'd say a partial cover line of sight. Partial cover line of sight. I can, I can see the badger. Yeah. Or Wolverine. 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 Well, I don't know. I mean, it's about <laughs> 65 feet away, so badger, Wolverine look the same. Um, uh, and he's going to see... Uh, Hamir's actions, and he's just going to cast Reach, which mechanically, Reach allows me to. I can before ex- before you use Reach, if you're using a spell that has 60 feet of range, you are within 60 feet as the crow flies. Okay. 
I, I am within 60 feet as the crow flies? Yeah, it's counting 65 because there's two diagonals, so you'd have to spend extra movement if you were to walk there. Maybe I, mi- maybe I missed this, but isn't he starting his turn laying down on his bedroll? Hey, you're right, he is. You're starting laying down. You'll have to spend an action to stand from prone. And then leave the tent. Yeah. I can lean out and pull the flap back. Um, hmm. Yeah, if you didn't leave out, if you just like leaned around the corner, you could do that without spending an action. Yeah, you're still within 60 feet right there. Exactly 60 feet. Perfect. In which case, I will not be casting Reach. I will cast the spell Daze for two actions. Range of 60 feet targets one creature. The saving throw is Will. You cloud the target's mind and daze it with a mental jolt. The jolt deals mental damage equal to your spellcasting ability modifier, four for me. The target must attempt a basic will save. If the target critically fails the save, it is also stunned one. And the save it has to beat a 17. The Wolverine fails. Yes. Takes four damage. Nice. All right. (coughs) Nice. As this mental pain just kind of starts twinging at the sides of its little wolverine brain. It kind of growls. Alward, your turn. Oh, um, we don't get to learn what he is? Oh, we should ask. You're leaning out of this tent and casting spells. What, my friend, are you? I am a dwarvish wizard. Indeed. That's totally wizard. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Alward. You, you've heard someone stomp, stomping and shouting. You've heard like a lash of a chain hitting the ground. And maybe Uver just like mutter, muttering some arcane incantations from the other side of the camp. Uh, Alward is uh, going to uh, bolt up and be like, it's morning already? <laughs> Sorry, counting actions. <laughs> One action oh, to I'm bolt up. I'm not standing up. up. Oh, okay. I'm like just sitting up out of yeah. bed. It's <laughs> morning already? Free uh, and then I'm going to cast <laughs> Unseen Servant. Um, and my unseen servant uh, because I'm not 100% sure what's happening right now is going to go to my backpack uh, which is with I'm assuming within reach I would cast it within reach of that and it's going to grab my coffee making kit and then move 30 feet outside towards the fire (laughs) because you thought it was morning yeah (laughs) alright you should have gone later the initiative (laughs) (laughs) priorities so as all of this chaos is breaking out, there's just this like set of coffee making accoutrement that's just floating through the air towards the fire. And it is now Zephyr's turn. So am I uh, prone? Yes. Okay, so we're all... Uh, so I'm going to be getting up and uh, I guess the only thing that I can do at this point would be to... Uh, you hear the tent ruffling, but I'm going to be using uh, Slink to move 30 feet as long as I uh, am able to sneak uh, in the darkness. Oh yeah, so definitely. Would you like me to roll sneak? sneak? Um, it's actually a secret check in the system, so you don't know how good your sneakage is. Okay, well I'm a plus six. It has been rolled. <laughs> so I'm going to... Uh, sneak as fast as I can at least 30 feet closer Uh, I'm going to say to where I have the closest um, ability but still somewhat hidden if I can how far is it from the corner of the blue tent directly up 
Uh, let's see. So this collection of three blue tents that are like directly south of the Wolverine. Are you talking mm-hmm. about the furthest blue tent? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that I have at least some cover. Uh, from there, it would be 50 feet if you were to try and kind of hide around the corner of that tent. Uh, I think I could do that. Okay. I will hide behind that tent if I can make it. Uh, it would take two actions to get over there. Uh, well, so I have yeah, my stand up and then two movements. Mm-hmm. Yep, then I'll do that. Okay. So Zephyr wakes up, stands up, and then just kind of like a shadow slips out of his tent, w- moves between the tents, and just kind of tucks around behind one. He hasn't used any class abilities yet. <laughs> Well, technically uh, one. Nah. Message, technically, but it's, it's easy to access. I mean, so. that's a spell. That's cantrip, yeah. but... All right, so that's the end of Zephyr's turn, and now it is the Wolverine's turn. Wolverine's bite his leg. Hugh Jackman? <laughs> oh, we'd be dead. <laughs> Silver claws appear from his palms. It's going to <laughs> leap forward and attempt to bite Hamir. No. <laughs> okay, it can. He said no. You heard him. He Jordy. did say no. Consent. Typically, when Sam says no, I roll poorly. I'm gonna laugh. It's a crit. It is a twenty total. Oh, total. No. Okay, good. Just a hit. And for damage, he deals five piercing damage as he bites into your leg. Okay. Ouch. For um, perspective's sake, I have a I have a total of seventeen hit points, so that brought me down to twelve, taking five. Oh no. Hmm. Don't worry. We'll help you. Maybe. And with his last action, he's going to claw at you. Okay, now you're going to die. Don't say that. With a 10. Ah, uh, that's a miss. Yay. Um, for also another thing, my uh, for reference, my armor class, what he's trying to hit with his roll is an 18. So the Wolverine almost critically failed. Which would almost. have no effect in this case. There's yeah. no special critical fail on my class or character currently. Nero's nothing sufficiently um, noisy, I think, has happened at this point. Like, there's a bit of a scrape going on on the other side, but Wolver- I would imagine Nero's has slept through worse. Yep. You imagine correct. Would you like to attempt another <laughs> perception check to wake up? Yeah. Yeah, because the Wolverine would probably make noise yeah. too. And it's making noise, screamed. just not enough for an auto success. Right, yeah. That's, if, if that's anything, not a detail. My next turn will probably wake her up. Yeah, if you guys are all like, why hasn't she come out but, yet? That's better. I summon my unseen servant specifically to is start heading that way. Still with the minus four since she is technically still asleep? Yeah. Okay, that's a 16. Oh, that's enough. So Neros is now awake here at the end of her turn, just like, what is happening out there? Woohoo! All right, rolls back around to the top of the round with Hamir. All right, uh, let's see. Double checking on ability. With my uh, chalice, I'm going to bring it up and take a sip from it. And I, doing that with one action, will grant me two temporary... No, yes. So drinking, taking a sip from my chalice will grant me two temporary hit points. And then I will attack from there with my chain. Well, I want to attack, or I could try and trip it with my chain. And tripping it would make it... I'm going to attempt to trip first. Okay. So my weapon has the trip trait, so I can just use my attack to attempt to trip it with my weapon. Mm -hmm. It'll still be an athletics check. You will be able to add any item bonuses that are attached to your weapon, though. And adds the weapon's item bonus to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to the athletics check. Yeah, okay. My athletics is the same, so it's still a plus six. Uh, 16 to trip. 
that's a success. Ah, lovely. So you wrap that chain around the Wolverine's legs and just pull it out from under. It slams onto the ground. And there's kind of just like, it, it like winces in pain as like some old wounds have like slammed into the, grack, the, the rocky dirt. Okay. And then I'm going to swing down again with my chain to try and hit it this time. Uh, because Trip has the attack trait, uh, this strike is going to be my second attack of the turn. So I'm going to take a minus five to my attack. Uh, but the total is now 15 against flat-footed prone. Because the Wolverine is flat-footed from being prone, that is a hit. Awesome. So, because it has a weakness to me, it's going to take an additional point of damage. So, the chain as it, as it stands it does 1d4 damage. Um, my strength modifier is plus 3, so I do 3 extra damage. Because I'm because I have one hand free for my implement, I just do an additional 2 damage for being a thaumaturge. And then because it has a weakness, it'll proc the weakness of 2. So I roll a four on the die, so that's four plus the three is seven, plus two is nine, and it and then it also triggers the weakness. So that would be a total of eleven. Nice max damage. So strong. But I guess it'd be nine and then you'll just deal with the weakness. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read off like add weakness to the total damage or just give you the number without the weakness? Um, if you'd give me your total damage and then just say with weakness, if you've got the weakness set up, that way I don't have to keep track of which monsters are. Alrighty, to. that's good. So that is the end of my turn. All right, so you rip the chain out from under that Wolverine. It slams into the ground in that same motion. You just bring it careening back down, and it just lashes across its face, and it just does this huge just crack across its face and, like, seems to, like, rip some of the more, like, matted, like, unhealthy fur off, and it's not looking good. That was a heavy blow. Uver. A quick mechanical question. Does that have any cover to me right now? Uh, partial cover. Partial cover. So if you just need line of effect, you're good. But if you're making any attack rolls, it is going to have a bonus to its AC. Right. In that case, Uver is going to, after following up with Daze, he is going to cast the Reach spell, and he is going to cast Electric Arc as with his other hand, a bolt of lightning just flies out straight to the Wolverine and it needs to make a reflex save. Gotcha. So electric arc. An arc of lightning leaps from one target to another. Ideal electric damage equal to 1d4 plus my spell casting ability modifier, so a minimum of 5 damage um, if they don't pass a basic reflex save. What's your DC again? 17. He critically failed. Noise. Okay. So he'll take double damage. I gotta roll that d4. Don't fail me now, dice. Ah. 14 damage total. I rolled a 3 on the dice, plus 4, which is 7, times 2, 14. So as that sparking energy comes arcing out of your hand and just like sizzles around past the crate, past Hamir, it zaps into the Wolverine's body and it just like snarls, shakes, and falls still. And we are out of initiative order. (laughs) I must say that is not the way I wanted to be waking up this morning. Uh, Nero is probably hears some stuff. She like opens the flap of her tent. It's like, what a mess? What's going on? Just a scavenger, that's all. So when it all ends, Alward finally goes out of his tent. And he's like, what? It, 
It's not more. Who, who? Why are we awake? There was a scavenger, a wolverine. We took care of it. Oh. You hear out of the darkness. Go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's the, disturbing. Don't ever do that again. Care of. The coffee set just floats back into my tent. Hey, Mir, since you're the one closest to the wolverine, do you want to roll a nature or other relevant check to learn some information about this thing? May as well. Let me kind of examine it, see if it's just scavenging like I said it was, or if it was here doing something else, or got what it got into, I guess, as well. Sounds like it has mange. Yeah, it's a fair baby. bit me. I don't want it to have a disease. I feel bad. Or Same. it clawed me. Didn't bite. Did it bite me? Uh, it bit, and then Yeah, I don't like claw. that. All right. So nature. Mm-hmm. I have a plus four in my nature <laughs> skill. Rabies. And that was a cock die right between a 20 and a two. Ooh. So I'm going to reroll that. Mm-hmm. And I get an eight. So a total of 12. Yeah, there was definitely something wrong with it. But what exactly? You're not sure. Wasn't mm-hmm. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're just thinking like, he just kind of says out loud but quietly like, is anyone here a doctor? Like you he's kind of looking like he's asking someone. I could be. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Plague doctor, maybe. You're right. Good night. I, I, I think I, over my travels and into my lifetime, I have learned a little bit. I can take a look at you. Mm. Sure. Since you helped me out here, take, and I'll also roll medicine to take a look if I can. Okay. Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and roll medicine to kind of examine yeah. the situation and the wound. Go ahead and take a plus two bonus because you can like look at the symptoms on the Wolverine at the same time and see like if there's any relevant information there. You now have mange. <laughs> I, okay, so Hamir rolled a seventeen on his medicine check, and I rolled a twenty-five. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> can I have your dice? Can I have your luck? Seriously, I you have can't a... be this person again. <laughs> <laughs> I have a plus five to my medicine. Okay, you rolled a natural. So you rolled 20? a natty twenty. I rolled an eighteen. Then how did you get a twenty-five? Plus two circumstance plus two. bonus. Oh right. <laughs> so you, what's your normal? Med- what's your normal medicine bonus? Plus five. Oh, mine's four. Yeah. So Mine's close. zero. Mine's also five. I'm definitely not a doctor. <laughs> so. With the two of you working together, you have determined it was rabies. But you do have the supplies in the wagon and the cart and everything to go ahead and like treat the wound and be confident that there's not going to be any issues. That is a near thing. I am glad we were able to uh, diagnose what was happening. Yes, I've seen... Others succumb to wounds like that, and I'd rather not. Well, it would be very detrimental to our party, I am sure, if you did. Uh, I do not think you would be able to fulfill your side of the contract that everybody thinks is so very important. I don't understand that. Yeah, but let's anyway. get this taken care of now. Uh, so, so can we go back to bed, or are we needed, or... Go back to sleep. I don't like that. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Just it. Just it so looks, you know, all it, of this is messaging. I, I'm I, I casting it behind the tent, just <laughs> pointing. Volden, it was just one scavenger. It's fine. Oh, go to sleep. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my tent now. It it is almost done for I, your. Where's that stuff? Done. He's gonna start rummaging for the medicine. <laughs> So yeah, with your composite medicine checks, it's of 
little difficulty for you guys to get that properly treated. You have few concerns. Uh, was it just food that it was? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was just digging into a crate of food and just kind of rummaging through it. You're actually able to salvage most of it because you acted immediately. Fair enough. All right. So with this taken care of and my wound saw too pretty quickly, I'm going to... I assume we told Neros not to go back to bed because it's time for her watch. She's still just... Her head's just peeking out the tent. Just I like, wave you over. Uh, okay. Uh, she like stumbles out of her tent toward uh, what's-his-face. Hamer. All right. It's time for your watch. Okay, cool. Good Don't. night, Nero. <laughs> I'm done telling people right, to go to um, sleep. Are you sure you're okay yeah, over there? Going to sleep Don't yourself. cause too much trouble. I mean, I try not but to. But if you do, you can do it to Sithri. <laughs> <laughs> Message received. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> before I forget, Sam and Sven, would you each roll 1d8? Oh, that's weird. I don't want it. That's suspicious. Four. Don't be suspicious. Six. Hey, man, you're fully healed. Ah, oh, wunderbar. Because <laughs> Treat Wounds does 2d8, and you guys were working together. You know, I could also, uh, I could also drink my chalice and heal the full instead of sipping from it. Well, you don't need to now. <coughs> Fair. All right. So Hamir heads back to bed. His wounds treated and feeling a bit better. Um, Uver goes back to bed, leaving Neros awake, alone, and unsupervised. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> you don't want to like light a tent on fire. No, it's too conspicuous. Throw the dead badger body in her tent. It's a wolverine. It's we've, whatever. We've, we've established this Hugh Jackman. A oh, huge don't throw a dead Hugh Jackman in her tent. <laughs> um. Ooh, actually, no, never mind. It's too much. <laughs> it's never too much. It is. Do it. No. Do you want to know what I was thinking? Yeah. Um, no. Cutting off the wolverine tail and sneaking over to Sithri's tent and like putting it like next to her head. I suggested to throw the whole corpse in her tent <laughs> and just the tail is too much? Yeah, because I like animals. <coughs> oh, fair. It's decimating a corpse, man. It's already dead. I mean. Are you a vegan in game? You can, you can, no, <laughs> not even out of game. You can uh, harvest uh, the meats from it. <laughs> Throw the, meats the, the, the rabid meat. The from rabid meat. I forgot that he had rabies. I don't want to feed rabid meat to people. If, but how would if you know? boil it, doesn't it get rid of all the bad I stuff? I don't want to risk Is that. that. How science works. <laughs> Why don't you roll a medicine check? Anyway, if it's really ash, does it really carry anything? A nineteen point. on the die. So. No, that doesn't. Oh, okay. If it's char, I burn the body. I burn the body. And then we eat it. We eat the ashes. Ew. It's a good protein shake. No. Blood of our enemies, ash of our enemies. Same thing, anyway. right? All right, so Neros sits around the fire trying to think of good pranks. She thinks of some stuff that maybe goes a bit too far, and the morning <laughs> dawns before she really comes up with anything really good. Do we get our full hours of rest? Yes. Okay. Wouldn't everyone be awake during her shift? No, Just eight hours lazy. would have passed. <laughs> <laughs> they sleeping in. Nice. Um, however, Neros, about halfway through your shift, you're kind of watching, and then you just notice like 
there's a kettle steaming on the fire. And then like this kind of cup just floats up next to it and starts pouring steaming water into it. Uh, she's gonna poke it. Uh, so when wait the cup? Sure. Okay, when you poke the cup, Howard walks out of his tent, stretches, and then a mage hand goes over and grabs it, and then brings it to him. And he doesn't touch the cup. The mage hand just brings it to his mouth, and he sips on it, and walks up to the fire and sits down. Talk about stick up your butt. Good, good morning. Good morning. Would you like some? Uh, sure. Pours a cup, a mage hand hands it to you. She, like, cautiously takes it. Why don't you use your own hands? Oh, I, I've been able to do this since I was a kid, so it just feels more natural to me. All right. My mom really hates it, honestly. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. Just use your hands. No. <laughs> These are my hands. Your physical hands are on your body. I can use them for other things while they're doing this for me. Like writing, and I pull out a journal. <laughs> Start dictating. Alright. Teach their own. You hear a rustle, and the tent behind you opens, but I say nothing and just walk to the fire. I thought for a second you were going to say, you hear a rustle, and suddenly the tent gets up and walks over <laughs> to the fire. You, can I do that? Can, can I do that? Sure. <laughs> the tent gets up. Uh, would you like some coffee? I have cream and sugar. No. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you didn't do anything last night, did you? If I did, you'll never know. I mean, I, I know about the other thing. Yeah, let's not discuss that. Okay. And I'd appreciate you not telling anyone. I, I do need to remind you that she is technically your superior. And yeah, I know. You told me that yesterday. Okay. I Thank just, you. I thought I'd bring that back up. I know. <laughs> For everyone listening at home, Sven just did a very dramatic good morning stretch. Uver kind of just... Ugh. Does like an, a little old man wobble real quick while getting out of the tent. Just kind of mm, does a big stretch and oh, I don't. I am not as young as I used to be. Interrupting a full night's sleep is is difficult. I have. Oh my! Ah, uh, it is a beautiful morning though. As he kind of just comes up to the fire and just sits down, just putting out his hands and just. Ah, it is a good morning. A coffee mug just floats in front of you. Oh, thank you, my friend. That is... Oh, it smells delicious. It's from Chelyax. Is it now? It has been such a long time. I pull out a water skin and just start sipping water. I don't care about coffee. Um, I guess... Everyone from one of the Hamir's tent will hear him yell, Enough! And then just kind of start shuffling, kind of angrily and getting out of the tent and walking over to the fire. Good morning. Uh, how are you this morning? Uh, how, is the, how is the bite? Is it is it healing up nicely? It's is it fine. Sore? It is okay. It's fine. It is fine. Yeah. Okay. As a side thing. 
Please stop staring at me when you're talking to Amir. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll take over. Thank you. <laughs> um, would um w- would you like some coffee? Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. The, again, just a coffee mug floats in front of you. He just grabs it, starts drinking. It is, by the way, very good coffee. I'd like to address the elephant in the room. Did you bring someone along? I heard you yelling. No. Are you all right? Yes. Maybe he had a bad dream. Hmm. Unlikely. I wasn't there. What? Uh, he's cl- he's he turned clearly... back to the fire. Okay. So what happened with the badger? There was a wolverine. I didn't see it. I, w- I was. It tried to eat some food. Oh. We killed it. It, it was, had rabies. It, oh, it, as he said, it is slightly uh, uh, diseased. Is it still over there, by the way? I don't know if you could be slightly diseased. I didn't do anything with the body. I'd leave that up to the three <laughs> who are like awake and interacting with it. I didn't do anything to the yes, body. I, d- I never left my tent. Well, actually, okay, I did. So it's still over there. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, didn't interact with it. Quite disgusting, to be honest. It's uh, still we over there. Why don't you do something with it? As you're discussing yeah. that, you just hear like a yell from over by the wagon, and Sophie Skule is just like, "What? What is this doing here?" Zephyr, yeah, why don't you take care of it? Probably shouldn't have left it near the food. I I will go take care of it. I, mean, I guess I could have done that during my watch. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I like imagining, like, Hamir, like, puts all of the untouched food back in the crate, puts the lid back on, sets it up, and just kind of, like, kicks, like, the apples it was chewing on over towards the corpse and just walks away. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try to um, dispose of it, and I don't don't know. How would I dispose of it? Do I have any, like, tools or anything in the caravan? Fire. You do have uh, ample access to fire. I, I could I could assist you if you need be. Um, I am actually going to reach down and... Uh, uh, what's my thing called? Oh, yes. Produce flame. Next to the wagon? <laughs> it's going to be a small flame, okay? It's not like I'm going to destroy everything. Sorry, are you moving the wolverine anywhere, or are you just burning it next to the wagon? I'm... Well, it should be controlled, shouldn't it? Just, just checking. Just put it in the campfire. Okay. Do we have any tools? As I, I'm gonna back up to that. Do we have any tools like a shovel or a wagon? Oh yeah, or you've like got a, basic tools and stuff. Like, like I mean, you're heading to a mine. You've got okay. tools to move. We with. have I'm so gonna... many whale barrels. <laughs> <laughs> whale barrel. Whale barrel. With a whale barrel. All of them full of whales. Um, <laughs> then they're oh, whale bearers. That many whales. Uh, this is a weird time to bring this up. We're all giants. <laughs> <laughs> Four foot giant. I'm gonna pick, pick up the the um, badger uh, with a shovel and uh, Wolverine. Wolverine with a shovel. Angry badger. I forgot what it was, and I'm going to move it uh, a significant distance, probably about 10, 20 feet away, and then I'm going to produce flame on it. Just kind of burn it and try to keep it contained. Um, nothing too crazy. Okay. So yeah, at that distance away, it's it's perfectly safe. Like the fire's not really going to spread. There's still some snow from the snow that collected overnight, so like there's no danger of fire spreading or anything. It doesn't make the best of smells. 
you know, people kind of wake up and, oh, what's that smell? And then Bilgo just wakes up and he's like, ah, morning in the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> it should smell like uh, cooked meat, but if anything. Men Bilgo the one that was, like, rude? Yeah. Okay. Who's the one reading his book? Who's the rude one? I thought. Yes. Well, he, 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 was t- he was telling me about all these books that he has written, and uh, I should buy some, but luckily he said they are oh. so in the library, so I think I will probably take a look at them, but... Uh, I have a copy of one if you'd like to borrow it. Oh, truly? It. Yes, I, also. <laughs> I hand you a copy of one of his books. Oh, thank you. It says uh, Architecture, Ben Bilgo's edition. That's for the best. There aren't any libraries around here. I immediately, uh, or Uver immediately opens up the book and just starts reading voraciously. I yell from a distance. We should probably get a move on. This is going to attract some other predators. Well, not, oh, go ahead. Not, not everybody's up yet. Well, get them up. That's not our job. I do have a question. Yes. <clears throat> Has Sithri woken up yet? Um, I imagine she probably would have woken up when the smell of the burning wolverine started permeating the air. Has she said anything? She is just now exiting her tent. She hasn't saying? said anything yet. Oh, dang it. Okay. She uh, actually doesn't seem to notice the smell. At least she's not giving off the appearance that she does. Interesting. She likes that fresh morning air, too. The smell of burning corpses. <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> As Uver is sitting there, he comes across a particular passage that he's a little confused about, and he starts motioning over to him, and Bill goes like, uh, do, do you think we can uh, explain this particular piece of passage? I don't understand how you... Uh, differentiate between uh, this this series of architecture versus this series of architecture, and you made this comparison to to that uh, civilization. Uh, could could you explain, please? Mem Bilgo just looks up from his writing and just goes, "Read it again and take better notes." Goes back to his book. Mem Bilgo, do you want a cup of coffee? I hate coffee. Uh, that's okay. Uh, what, what's the rude one's name again? I forgot. Sefri. Sephir? Sethri? I didn't hear the beginning Sethry? of that. The, the, the high horse one. Sethri. Sethri. Uh, like, like evil Jedi, Sithri. Ah, Sithri. Uh, when Sithri works, I offer her a cup of coffee as well. She accepts it. Well, I'm out of mugs, but I still have <laughs> one more cup left. If anybody wants a refill. Uver just holds out his cup as he's turning pages. A hand just. Uh, thank you, thank you. Before uh, too long, the rest of the group has woken up, and you know people start making moves to start packing up and get ready to go. What is it, Riki? Rika. 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 When he's around, um, uh, like, how much longer should the trek take? I should take us maybe till noon. Hmm. All right. He's I- just kind of eyeing you. And I kind of look at him for a minute, and then just kind of go back to what I was doing. Watching you. I can tell. You're not a very quiet looker. <laughs> but you're I, saying I'm a looker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, how do you you hear eyes? 
It's an expression. I've never heard. Th- I speak about six to twenty languages, depending. I have never heard that expression. He looks at me, and he makes a lot of noise and addresses the fact that he's looking at me. Therefore, he is not a quiet looker. I look at Rika, looking at Hamir, and then look back at Rika, and he's not making any sound. I'm like, I don't. I don't think he just said he was looking at me. I, I mean, I suppose, but his was an expression. Rika's just like, I'll try to look quieter in the future. Backs up a little bit and just stares at you. <laughs> Zephyr returns, kind of roughing his hands together just to remove the burning hands. I don't know. <laughs> your hands are made of, Dismiss your hands have some charcoal on it. <laughs> and he looks over, over at, uh, gosh, Alward. Not Howard. Yeah, not Howard. And uh, he, he goes, do you have any more of that coffee? I think I can oh. use some after that. <laughs> I, thought, um, I, I mean, I can, I, I can make it. And I, I, I uh, snap my hand and uh, the unseen servant starts making more coffee. It's not any of that instant stuff, is it? No, it's uh, it's specifically uh, pressure. It It's it's kind of... so. Yeah, I, I don't you put really the... care. Oh. I just didn't want instant. Okay. At this point, you just hear a ploop as Uver closes the book in front of him and says, <laughs> That's a weird book. <laughs> it's made out of very wet paper. <laughs> Why is that book so wet? It was so beautiful. Uver was crying <laughs> while he was reading. <laughs> it was so hard he gave him a migraine. Are you dehydrated? <laughs> That's what the coffee's for. Coffee dehydrates you. He closes the book. <laughs> <laughs> With a book closing sound. <laughs> With a book closing sound. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he says, yeah, that was a very interesting read. I, I'm going to have to compare notes. I do not think... I completely agree with Aussie uh, analogies and, and whatnot. I, I think that he got this particular... And he's saying this as he hands this just in general hands this to you but he's like lost in thought <laughs> so as you try to hand that to me both of my mage hands are busy trying to brew this coffee with my unseen servant so I just kind of stare at it for quite for like five minutes hey, hey man just grabs it, and hands it over. just use your hands I just stare at it I throw it at you I I, uh, I try to catch it <laughs> what's your AC keyword <laughs> try <laughs> So it just One hits you on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Tunk. You get, you get <gasps> slashing paper cuts. <laughs> paper cuts. Rude. But they're too wet to slash. <laughs> oh. Splash. Splash. I you take, take one splash water damage. damage. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop. I give you a cup of coffee. That was my cup. I'm sorry. It's clean, I promise. He takes a sip. Blech. As all of this is happening, Uver is still talking, but it's kind of starting to trail off as it gets quieter and quieter. Not so much that he notices people aren't listening, but so much as that he's getting deeper and deeper into what he's thinking about. <laughs> and and uh, he, he pulls out a book from his satchel and a quill and a little bit of ink and starts writing, mumbling and then writing and then slowly trails off as he's just writing. Are you sure he's not with the scholars? 
So, my character notices your mumbling and stuff, and, like, I just sort of start scooching closer and, like, read your notes, and I start mumbling along with you, <laughs> correcting your notes. <laughs> One of my personality traits is mumbles to himself. <laughs> How long can a message be? Because... Uh, is there a, a limit to message? Yeah, there, there is. is. I feel like it's a certain amount of Shouldn't words. Shouldn't you but know that? It's like it's like it wasn't. Ten, it's ten or less. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's ten or less words, something like that. Since it's a cantrip, though, you can theoretically just constantly. Cast right, it. so it doesn't really matter. I will constantly be sending a message, muttering in his ear, the same mumblings because I can hear him. <laughs> so as you start doing that, you'll just notice every now and again, he'll just wave like by, by his ear, like, yes, yes, yes. And, and just like constantly half ignoring you, but like, like you're right there. Just trying to get Just it. waving you away. <laughs> uh, I, I am just every once in a while, I'm just going to stop and kind of just chuckle to myself with a little smile. Just, okay. <laughs> well, seeing everybody being, doing what they're doing, Hamir's going to just get up. He's going to put on all of his armor and stuff. He's got like a. Well, anyway, he puts on all of his armor, the regalia, and he's gonna go out and practice for a bit, like, with his chain. And do some exercises and such. As um, I'm assisting him, like, mumbling and everything, one of my mage hands go away, uh, and I'm gonna cast Time Sense. So I need. I get to know exactly what time it is, and the next thing doesn't matter, but I would get a bonus. Uh, for the next hour of like a specific thing that's time sensitive. Of course, you, you would time. Take it. <laughs> I like time. It is eight thirteen and half a sec, half a minute. <laughs> it is down to the second, so thank you. Yeah, eight thirteen thirty two. Um, and what else did you get to know from that? Uh, that's base. the The rest is I get a plus one circumstance okay. bonus to something that I were to do. Okay. I knew there were a couple of writers yeah. if you had certain proficiencies and stuff. No, not that. And then um, upon hearing him leave, I'm like, we leave, I think, in about two hours. Yep. And I go back to mumbling <laughs> over his shoulder to help him with the notes. And Zephyr, it does smell like 813. It does smell like <coughs> <laughs> hmm, 813. Wait. I thought it was 830. Wait, 813.32. Yes. <laughs> 34. <laughs> 36. <laughs> You're off by half a second. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Imprecise time smell sense. <laughs> I was caught off guard from the badger. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> oh, you wrote the word Wolverine. You gotta scratch that out. <laughs> so... The group kind of does their morning preparations, you know, exercise, looks through their books, stuff like that. And you set out the journey from the campsite to Copperburgit. You know, you camped about halfway along the journey. So it is roundabouts noon, getting on towards one in the afternoon as you crest over the top of the hill and you begin approaching the small mining town of Copperburgit. It's a town primarily populated by dwarves and was built up around the copper mine, giving it the name, of course, Copperburgit. This copper mine has a brief but interesting history of being owned by the Linorm King who rules over the area you're in, Southmore. 
but then like he died and left it to his son who became the Lenorm king of the next kingdom up north. So the mine in Southmore belongs to a king who lives elsewhere. Fair. Fair. It's a poorish town, but the people who are there are very, you know, rugged, hard, hardworking, optimistic folks. So they don't really mind, you know, that it's, you know, put together houses. They work. Nothing fancy, but they don't need fancy. So as you come over the hill and you see the path winding down towards you into Copperburgit, you see up ahead, like there's the entrance to the mine, but there's also, you know, various places of business, inns, taverns in the town. Was there anything you guys wanted to do in the town before you head through? Uh, the rest of the party, they're good to go if you're ready to head into the mine. Hamir's ready to go. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I wanted to make note of is that I am keeping my unseen servant sustained. All right. I do take note of the uh, um, uh, the cheery Martin, um, but I just keep going. I, I, I'll return after we're done with this. The cheery Martin. Uver has sought out Salazar and is still keeping up a conversation. Taking note of the cheery Martin, you mean just kind of taking a look yes, at it as you go by? Yes, just... Yeah, just looking up at that inn as you walk by. Good memories. Yeah. Yeah. Nice place. That's a nice looking establishment. I will come back when we're done. Nice. If. If. We're done. <laughs> oh, I will come back. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, I will sleep in that inn. <laughs> he comes back as a poltergeist. We're hired to get rid of him. <laughs> and I'm just trying to sleep. Let me sleep. <laughs> and as you all pass through the town and head up the small winding trail towards Copperburgit itself, we'll end this episode here. Woo! For this episode, I'm thinking... Hmm... Hamir or Sam for a hero point for taking the hit and ta- taking the Wolverine head on. Taking him down. Also for some team player choices of trying to wake everybody up instead of just like, <laughs> I'll take care of this. <laughs> yeah. Being the only marshal in the party, I do not want to be alone. I think that's fair. Yeah. All, right. Game. All right, Sam. And what does the new hero point card you've acquired do? Uh, so the hero point I grabbed was called Reverse Strike. Uh, I can play it after I fail an attack roll, and it makes my attack roll a success. Nice. This is, uh, could come in real handy clutch at times, especially no with all no, wow. especially with all my thaumaturge abilities and damage modifiers. Become very useful. Very nice. useful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for this. It was very nice, very kind. I'm gonna go hand out presents now. All right, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Woo! This has been an Atomic Broadcasting production. Pathfinder, Galarian, and the Lost Omens world setting are copyright of Paizo. More information at paizo.com. Music in the show is from Monument Studios' collection, as well as assorted artists with some original tracks composed by Jordy Hake. More details in the description. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to share with a friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. 